Coming up, we went to Halloween Horror Nights 27, and we got scared. From the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, this is the Universal Edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is episode 145 of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. The Diz Unplugged Universal Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect universal vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's spooky episode of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. I am your host, Craig Williams, and today I am joined alongside by my co-host, the always scared Mr. <laughs> Rhino Clavin. It's true. I am always scared. Yes, yes. You... You had a very scary night. I, I feel like I did pretty good, though. I feel like oh. I did pretty good. No, you. This. I think you finally have figured out how to balance your fears at Halloween Horror Nights after after years of just being terrified. Yeah. Uh, I I don't think you grabbed onto me a single time. No, and that's what I remember not yeah. <laughs> not doing that, except for that one time that I ran into you full force because you ran into the into the <laughs> the character's ex- entrance, and I got scared, and then it was just one scare after another right. after another, and I was just running to get out of the house. Yeah, it uh, it I did have that experience this time where I did get lost going through, it, but it wasn't just me. I in another maze we year. went through. Well, in, in another me. maze we went through, I saw another person in our group. They tried to go like right when you needed to go left, so I actually bypassed them because they screwed up. So it, it always it happens to the best of us. But uh, yeah, so obviously this week's episode is fully dedicated to Halloween Horror Nights 27, this year's Halloween event at Universal Orlando. Uh, if you follow us very closely on the Diz Unplugged YouTube channel, then you've probably already have seen our our vlog from the opening night when we went there for for our media events. So a lot of this is going to be just uh, similar information to what we already gave you in that, but uh, in in a different way. Obviously, now we've had days to kind of sit back, think about what we did. I know I had another chance to go back to Halloween Horror Nights then on Saturday, so I I took advantage of that. And just after the first two nights, I was just too downtrodden to go back and use our frequent fear pass with uh, Rhino. So I, you, you didn't make it back then, right? No, no, no. Um, it was one of those, like, I took too long to decide. And then knowing how crazy it can get those first, the first couple hours to get in, I was like, I don't really feel like fighting this right now. Knowing we have so many dates that we oh, yeah. can go to. And plus, Eli refuses to go with just me. So I was like, okay. He apparently will only go in a group. Stronger in numbers. So I guess we know who our group will be every time we go <laughs> this year. All nights. No Saturdays. Yeah. That's a, that's just me saying that. Uh, so let's, uh, let's not really waste any more time. Let's get into it. HHN 2017. So, of course, the theme for this year is the Festival of the Deadliest. They chose not to use any icon at all. Uh, no, so you're not you're not seeing Jack, you're not seeing Chance, you're not you're not seeing the director. This year, the event is shifted in the biggest way. The when we went into the annual passholder store, there was a skeleton man with feathers on him. I didn't see him the entire evening. Was I, he from one of the houses then? I did not see. I believe he is. You know what I'm talking so, about? Yeah, right? yeah. I no, no, no. I know. I know exactly what you're talking about. I think that's maybe something that's supposed to be out in the Festival of the Deadliest Scare Zone in Hollywood. But we'll we'll kind of get to that uh, because of Hurricane Irma. This caused uh, last week. Mm-hmm. It caused quite a bit of issues with with some of Halloween Horror Nights, and we'll get we'll get to that point when uh, we we get around to those places. But yeah, the event is the Festival of the Deadliest. It's so big this year, we can't boil it down to one icon. So it has to be a whole festival celebrating all things Halloween Horror Nights and gore and and drama and just just all that goodness and. Uh, you know, I I think it's a little weak. Just me personally, I it, 
it's not the you know you think it's weak because of the hurricane or it's weak overall no i I think the theme festival of the deadliest is very weak oh yeah because it's not really present anywhere yeah it's like what you said there's no icon but also there's there there's no that doesn't really i don't know it's not like it's kind of just something they're saying. Yeah. It, there's no like, oh, here are all the flowers. Here's it's supposed to be Festival of the Dead, you know, or something yeah. like that. But no, no there, there's definitely. I wouldn't even say there's a loose theme running throughout. I would say it's just basically that's the name they gave it. That's what they wanted to put on merch, and that's that's all I got from it. But again, not again. Haven't said it yet. But I, I said it's evolving. It's changing. Uh, when we heard from. Patrick Brayard, uh, the the head of Halloween Horror Nights this year, who who is in charge of it all. You know, he wanted to make sure that that we knew going into this event that that is it, it is expanding. It would be, you know, they they need to change it. They can't just let it become the same thing year after year. They have to find a way to up it. And you know, that's that's part of the explanation they got when they they gave when they got the first question about why is Bill and Ted's going away after this year it's well the event has to continue to expand and grow it can't just it can't just get be repetitive the same thing year after year so it definitely was uh definitely was in that way um it's it's very different from any of the years since i've been going you know it's it was chance last year jack before a lot of walking dead you know all the way back my first year was when they had lady luck for 21 and so it's always it's always felt pretty concise with the exception of specifically this year just but then again i'll give them time it was just the first weekend and there is still a lot of coming back from everything that happened with hurricane irma uh you know that even as of the day that we're recording this over a week a week since it's happened they place is still without power in, in florida so I can give them a little slack on everything that they're dealing with, but now that we've told you what the 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 theme is of the year, why don't we start going through the houses, scare zones, and shows? And we are going to go in the order that you would actually uh, enter the park, and then we are saying you are going counterclockwise. So the the first thing that we would hit when we go into Halloween Horror Nights after you you make your way into Production Plaza. Uh, you, the first thing you hit right away is, of course, American Horror Story Volume 2. Mm. So the popular follow-up to last year's house, American Horror Story, which last year, of course, focused on Season 1's Murder House, Season 4's Freak Show, and Season 5's Hotel. This time around, we have Season 2's Asylum, we have Season 3's Coven, Coven and mm-hmm. Season 6's Roanoke. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, and just, uh, just like last time around with American Horror Story, it does follow the seasons in the order that they were broadcasted. So, this house starts off by putting you right in Asylum, and I... I think they did a very brilliant job with putting Asylum inside this house. Yeah, this house is like the Uber maze house, so it's really long. Um, 14 different scenes, I believe they said. Yeah, and it's I, I have to say uh, it's excellent. Um, yeah. And you, you're, you're right. Like Asylum was really – it was one of my favorite parts of all of the houses of the night because there was a really cool effect when you get into – if you're familiar with Asylum um, – there's, you know, you're going to go into the big open area of where the asylum, where the, the common the, room, yeah, it, where all the, uh, the, not inmates, I don't know what they're called, the patients uh, go. Yeah. And um, there's a really cool effect with the Santa Claus killer where he kind of pops out of nowhere because there's kind of this like cool mirrored screen thing that you don't even yeah. know is there. And it, I was like, oh, he's disappearing. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, no, no, no. They, uh, I will say with Asylum, I feel like they, they represented the best parts of that series. And they they chose the exact right moments, at, at least what I saw and I, I remembered from watching it. I just watched it like a month ago, so it's still very no, fresh was, in my mind. Yeah, it was good. They had you know you enter in, it's all run down, and yeah. so it's got the angels with the uh, the the black goo coming yeah. out of the eyes, and um, you know the guy the Adam Levine who gets his arm ripped off. 
Mm-hmm. You know, it was running around. So it follows the series really well. And I, what they did this year that I complained about last year is they improved upon it is they had the actual like I, more of the iconic characters yeah. present in the house, which I said that they did this in Hollywood where they had the actual like that's the character. That's the character. Well, they did this this year where they had the actual nun. They had I know Tate was in the house last yeah. year, but this year I was very noticeably like their sister. Yeah. Whatever her name I, is. I don't – I think in terms of that, I think it was last year, the, the time you did AHS, uh, the couple times you did it, you just – you had bad timing. And yeah. with this, I felt like we didn't have great timing going through this house, but they just loaded so many characters from the series into yeah. it that it was a lot easier to see a lot of those iconic characters. And like the fact that they did include include the Santa Claus bit in there, that, that made me so happy because – when I watched the series, I was like, "This is this could be my favorite episodes of of uh, American Horror Story." So the fact that they put it in there, great. But you only go through that common room once, so you lose out on Jessica Lang singing the name song. But I can forgive that. But then in the next part of the maze, of course, you go through Coven. I didn't feel like this part was necessarily weaker, but Coven as a whole is a series. I felt wasn't super strong um i i think it was a good season but in terms of iconic classic moments like this is why i assumed that they didn't have the house last year because i just didn't see what a lot of source there was to choose from uh you know and they picked a lot of the the big moments so they had they had the the greenhouse portion of it along with with the theremin did you see? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was the best. Was like, like she was yeah. just sitting there giving. She wasn't even scaring anybody. Yeah. But I was just like, oh god, this is amazing. And they had, I don't remember all the characters' names, but the Sarah Paulson character who yeah. gets blinded yeah. and she's screaming about her eyes. The in that room, all I can hear is her screaming about her eyes. Did you see her anywhere? I did. Yeah. Okay, because I didn't, so I think I missed that that part. She dipped in right. I mean, you were right behind me. Yeah. She dipped back in. Right as soon as I got to her, so okay. she was. Yeah. I, I was assuming they had her based on those sound effects. That's why I think I just like w- missed those scares, or whatever. But yeah, it's not that it, it's not that it's it, it's weak. It's kind of cool because you enter through the house and they have like the witches on the stilts. So it's kind of that's a more of a reference. I feel like to the marketing more than anything else. But like I, I can't really remember that in the show. But um, then yeah. the the green room was cool. Um, and then you go into Mary – is that her name? Mary? Kathy Bates' character, the the, the big old yeah. racist lady's attic, and they've got all the people in the cages up there, and I thought that part was yeah, pretty Marie. cool. Yeah, um, Marie. they got the guy, the, the, the guy with the, the cow for the head. The, exactly, the, yeah. He's in there. Cool. Um, you know, they have – they have the baby doll room up above. Oh yeah, I forgot that the guy, the, the the character in that room was really really good because I caught an edge of it in the yeah. vlog if you've seen it, and he's just like combing, oh, yeah. combing the hair, and then he like j- jumps at you, and then he just goes back and combing the hair, but not in a way where you like expecting it. The guy they got was really oh good. yeah no, and uh, you know Evan Peters character that's all put together. Yeah, I like that in there. Um, they have. They even included the uh, I don't remember what they called him in the in the series, but you know, like the Shadow Man, the the voodoo. Yeah, yeah. He was the guy so, from Fringe, the exa- show Fringe. Yeah, so it, it was all in there, and then definitely the weakest part of the maze for sure was the Roanoke section. Again, uh, kind of like Coven, while while Roanoke in itself, I think was beautiful and having the the house and the forest that it all takes place in i i feel like it did have a little bit of an iconic sense to it i i just because of the strange aspect of the show being half documentary half uh half then the second season of the documentary i know you haven't watched it yet so i'm not going to spoil it i just feel like there wasn't enough meat and potatoes in this one so uh, but overall american horror story a really great house this year i don't think anyone who's a fan of the show will be disappointed and i think you know i, I think it's going to make new fans of the show going through it especially because of how good asylum is so that is going to take us into our first scare zone right after we are done with american horror story and that first scare zone is Altars of Horror. And as we told you before, when we talked about it, this was going to be a place where you can essentially see a lot of the iconic characters 
from some of your favorite mazes out and about here, and they definitely lived up to it. So uh, they they only focus on the five intellectual property so you have we every time i went through i always saw the the grady girls from the shining uh mm-hmm. with with saw i always saw one of the the, the one of the pig characters roaming around um in in for ash versus evil dead it was from the first episode the the old lady who gets turned and yeah. uh from from uh, Blumhouse, I you know they had a character from the Purge out there, two characters from the Purge at least. They, just, they kind of like, rotated, and I feel like they should have had a different character. But I don't know that there's. I mean, I guess you could have put the demon from Sinister out there or something, yeah. or, or even the lipstick demon, because I feel like the Purge is just like us. Yes, the Purge is the go-to lazy thing yeah. for me. Is what I feel like it and, is. You know, it's been done repeatedly yeah. here and in Hollywood. Well, and the fact is, it has another scare zone. <laughs> just steps beyond this, yeah. so it, it that's where I see the laziness. Not not with the fact that it's been done. It's just the fact that it also has its own scare zone. So a little sloppy. But I thought you know a lot of people were getting kicked out of the Shining Girls, and oh, so, they were great. Yeah, they, and the people were genuinely. It was half mixture of people actually getting scared through here, and then half wanting to take pictures and stuff. So I think it actually it was very well represented for what they wanted this to be. So uh, decent. Good, not great in terms of a scare zone. That leads us to our next house, which I will automatically say is the highlight house for me. I was expecting it to be, and it lived up to every expectation, and that is The Shining. And Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, talk about just nailing it in every way, shape, and form. Uh, it's very similar, in my opinion, to how The Exorcist was completed last year. The Exorcist wasn't just a straight retelling of the movie it, it kind of it took you on a little twisted side to it so you could see what was happening but from like an outsider's perspective and i feel like this is the exact same way too so like the maze starts off with you outside in the the cold winter in the hedge maze and you, you it, know you know how we feel about entering into a Halloween-oriented thing while well, it's snowing. Yeah. And I'm always yeah, – I'm a sucker for that. Krampus entering the house and it was snowing. And then what was the other one? There was a – there was a – it was like a – I think it was a, an original house. There was one that we also entered. It, it might have been the same year or the year before that was snowing yeah. and it was supposed to be like colonial times or something. I don't know, but – Exactly. So anyway. – um you know, going going through, it kicks off really quickly, gets right into it. You see red rum – in the mirror showing up as murder it's danny having a nightmare is what that whole scene is yeah exactly and so you see the trike right away and uh that's the first time you get to see wendy she's already completely losing it you and this takes us into our first encounter with jack torrance which if i had one complaint about the maze it would be it doesn't really look authentic when you have like a 22 year old wearing a a bad headpiece and yeah. portraying Jack. That was weird that how they chose. I was like, does I guess Jack Nicholson does have a very distinct forehead, yeah. but the one that came out that's in the vlog, like you can see, I was like, is this a? Did they use a Frankenstein forehead for this? <laughs> like, yeah, you know, retrofit it. Yeah, not not super great, but you know, and there's there are bits and pieces of this that don't quite make sense. So like when you get to the room two thirty seven portion of it. You just you're walking through a bathroom first, and then you see in front of you you see the shower curtain that's projecting the really like sexy, you know, lady, sexy curvy lady exactly, yeah, and mm. pulls back the curtain. This and, one's for the dads out there. <laughs> super ugly, and they even have one of her in her full bodysuit, looking grotesque and disgusting, just like in the movie. So I appreciated that. Then you see the the Grady twins dead on the floor. I will I will say the thing about the 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 uh, shower scene though is what I liked because you're going straight ahead at the other one and then you turn and turn yeah. again. So this like you I didn't expect there to be another scene involving yeah. that shower and it sprays you with water and that's why I would, like so it comes from behind you and you turn around and I'm like whoa yeah oh. she's coming at me I can see her boobs. <laughs> 
<laughs> I said the full body suit. Yeah. She's there. All but I thought naked. it was just like a unisuit until I watched the video back and you're like, nope, there's boobs. Yeah. Oh, no. It, 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 was, it was really well done. Uh, probably the best effect that they have in the house is the blood coming oh, through the yeah. elevator doors. Uh, it, it, like when you pause videos of it, you can, you can kind of get a better sense of how it was done. But in person, when you're watching it live as it's happening, it is just you're just so trying to figure cool. it out too. What I love too is it was like it's part of the wall, yeah, and then it like fades into that scene. So like the wall, like changes yeah. into the elevator scene, and you're so like it's kind of how they reset it, I guess, or something. But when we went through the second time, I got a better view of it, and that's yeah. the one where I was like, wow, that is really really cool. Yeah, and then that moves into lots of opportunities of seeing Jack kind of poking his head through doors, uh, trying to get after Wendy. You'll hear here's Johnny echoing yeah. up and down the halls, just just really well. Um, then one of the most bizarre parts and what will become a fan favorite is going through the the mirrored hallway, and that's where you will see uh, if if you've seen the movie the bizarre bear. I don't know. You should have called him BJ Bears. What you should have said. You didn't have to say. You could have let everyone figure it out. What it meant. Like, yeah, okay. Because I was like, is he even going to call it BJ Bear? And then you just said the whole thing. Well, whatever. The vlog is more offensive than any of this. So, thanks to the magic of post production, I can actually just bleep that right away. (laughs) So let's see if I remember to do it. But yeah, so BJ Bear is in there along with. Uh, some of the other characters. And then the maze ends in, uh, before it ends, sorry, you do go into the gold room, into the bar. And I love this scene. It doesn't really make sense because, like, a black light shift happens and all of a sudden there's all these, like, dancing demons, demon yeah. corpses. So I don't get that. But the room is beautifully designed. It's really big, open, just wide. I I think they did a fantastic job. And then, of course, the maze ends as it should, going through the last bit of the hedge maze with Jack Torrance trying to attack you through there. I, I just can't say enough good stuff about The Shining. It, I felt like they did about as good of a job as they could have done of translating the movie into a maze. And what I like about it is it's not necessarily terrifying, but it captures those like great iconic moments of the movie. And it... So it it is the type of house that I really enjoy because it's not about necessarily the jump out scares. It's more about trying to translate the movie into a walkable situation. Yeah. And I thought I – th- I think that's why I really enjoyed it. Not to say that it's not scary. But I think, they, like you said, they did a really good job with like having all the characters in the the moments, you know. Yeah. No, I, they even had uh, – is his name Dick? The yeah, ground Halloran. Yeah, yeah, and like stuff like that. And so, like, there's not anything in this that it missed that I was like, ah, I wish they had included this moment, you know? Yeah. So that will take us on to our next house, one of the original ones, Fallen. And this, I. It's I an know, Alicia Keys house. Yes. She keeps on Fallen. <laughs> uh, it, it is like, I remember they told us the mixture of the two houses it's focused on before. One of them was Gothic, which I, I did Gothic when it was here and I would completely agree with that. I don't remember the other one, but I mean, this is a very demonic house. I it's essentially just hell. I think, yeah. I think we went to hell. That's kind of the way I felt about it. I mean, it starts off with this, this pretty, pretty amazing molten exterior. Yeah. Like it's, it's actually scarier than the exterior of skull, uh, skull Island. Skong. It's like, I feel like it's going for the exact same aesthetic and they do it a lot scarier. And, as you make your way through, you see people being tortured and demons. Yeah, there's like bodies out. with like spikes coming through it and stuff. And yeah, then like it, it's it. It reminds it reminds me of. Kind of do you remember the Dracula Untold House? Only this yeah. is like a really like that's like a. I feel like this is what they were maybe trying to go for in that. Only it was terrible. And then this is like here's what it could have been awesome. You know? Yeah. No, this like literally the entire time it surprised me. It was ancient medieval torture in a very demonic and grotesque way. Really, really caught me by surprise. I. Can't it was it this or Scarecrow with the heights? It was uh, no, Scarecrow was the heights. This okay. one had the uh, the stunts, stunts yeah. yes. And oh boy, the stunts, um, those are cool, yeah. And it, I mean, I it's one of those things you just have to see it's to ha- really see how it's impressive. hard to capture in a video because of the strobe light that yeah. happens too, because so, that's part of the effect. And you know, cameras don't really capture strobe lights very well, and so 
It's like they they were saying they had like bungee cords attached to their back. So what they would do is like they were I don't know if it was a platform or they were on wires yeah. or something, but they essentially pushed themselves off to launch toward you, and then the cord would pull them back. Yeah. And so, but they did this in a number of different ways. Too. Yeah, and they did it from you know kind of on your eye level, looking straight ahead. They did it from yeah. up above. Very, very cool effect uh, overall. I, I think it did well. I've I've been kind of harsh on some of the flying in houses before in the past. Definitely not this one. No, this uh, one I was thought cool. yeah. I thought this one worked really well. Uh, definitely surprised Keep me. Keep your look toward the ceiling toward the end because there's yeah. a really cool jump at the end that I feel like you could kind of miss because you're coming to the end. Yeah, I I can't recommend this enough. I uh, I loved I loved Scarecrow, but I think. Fallen might be my favorite of the original houses. I it's I it's tough. Yet. I need to get, keep going yeah. through a couple more times, and I will get there. But I can talk about the next one that's right beside it, and that is Dead Waters. And ugh, this one, as we we talked about when it first announced, I think I only talked about it because Rhino was on vacation. But this is essentially a sequel to the Scare Zone from 2014, Bayou of Blood. Uh, the took the the voodoo queen from there and it gave her her own storyline here loosely based Dead on the life Waters. of Corey martin actually yeah of, uh, yeah. yeah his whole family <laughs> uh and you know what they delivered in terms of the bayou aesthetic overall walking in we saw the picture before of the the steamship that was kind of like crashed and overtaken i don't know that i even remembered that before i walked in to be honest so like you walk in the room and you're like there's a big old yeah. boat that we're about to go through the entrance of. Yeah. If, if, sorry. If you didn't look at pictures and stuff ahead of time that Universal released, you don't know what I'm talking about. If you did, you know the boat. It was like one of the most beautiful images they released. And I will say, in terms of it, walking in and seeing an impressive set right away. Oh, yeah. The whole set was great. Th- yeah. This is probably the most impressive in terms of an ex uh, i mean it's inside a soundstage but seeing what they did in there in such a small space it's like amazing there's a lot of little stuff in here because i was noticing it like i I will say in this house i didn't this was the first house that we actually did um it didn't i didn't really ever get scared at all maybe like once somebody jumped out but so there wasn't really like it didn't feel like maybe you know, it was the beginning of the night on the first night, so maybe it felt like the actors hadn't quite gotten the rhythm going just yet because I'm sure we were some of the first, first people to get in here. But um, but I like I said, this looks beautiful. I can't wait to go back into this one because there's a lot, a lot of really, really – like the decorating, like everything. Yeah. There's stuff on shelves everywhere that you got to kind of look at and tell the story. Yeah. No, it's definitely – it's a pretty house. I don't think it's scary though at all. Yeah. Uh, you know, like – it's in the details. So, like, at one point in time, I'm pretty sure there's, like, a Samuel Clemens, uh, Mark Twain character, because he's wearing, like, a white suit, and he's got a the big white mustache and moppy oh, yeah. hair. Like, it, you know, so there's moments like that in there where it's just it, – when it, it, where it's beautifully designed, and then you do make your way out into, like, the bayou and the forest and the uh, encounter – uh, the voodoo queen and it, so I, I think overall it's very very beautiful uh it just it didn't do it for me in scares mm-hmm. not even a little bit yeah so this was this might be actually my least favorite house it was it was pretty disappointing but again that was i've done it twice i need to go back and do it more it could absolutely change and end up surprising me yeah i'd be, I'd be interested to see if it's a timing thing for yeah. me or something like that but exactly so that'll take us into our next scare zone, The Purge, based on all three Purge movies. And there's a lot going on here. It just, you know, basically they did take all the greatest hits of all three movies. So you have the, the gang leader from the first one back back again in his ever glowing position trying to trying to be on top. You have the auctioneer from the mm. second movie back again they're doing the auction on top of the school bus again like they did uh like they did a couple years, years ago. ago when they had the scare zone you're seeing a lot of the characters from the third ones you'll know you'll know those ones because they're all like colonial wearing like or... neon and colonial stuff yeah. because it, the statue of liberty everyone knows the statue of liberty with the yeah. neon scary face i feel like that's the the fan favorite yeah uh a lot of vehicles in this area i mean they're they're guys on dirt bikes Driving well, through there was like cars, a car, that, a van or a truck that you said picked up people and people yeah. were like because people were like running after it when we were 
that's, there, and I was like, why is there a van just driving down that's the street? A, that's a whole part of the auction. So the van pull you take you pull the van up to the bus and you get the people off the van and put them on the auction uh, yeah, for okay. killing. Uh you know they take the cow to the killing floor. <laughs> Sorry. It, it, in New York, huge scare zone, and I think it gets the job done. Uh, it mixes entertainment because it does have these little show moments, mm. but then there's a lot of people in there scaring. And yeah. with the purge, it's such an easy, you know, well, they it's look easy normal to sometimes. Yes. So you're like you, you're just like oh, I'm just walking next to somebody, and then you look over and you're like, oh god, they've got a knife. Okay. Exactly, and it's very easy for Universal to dress people up as purgers because it is so common. So. I, I think this, uh, you know, in terms of walking through, this is one that you have to you have to definitely make your way around the park in a unique way if you want to avoid going through here. Because if you're with someone who frightens easily, they will get scared going through, without a doubt. But very uh, for for scare zones, I think this one was was successful at what it did. So that if we keep moving through New York, then we're going to hit up San Francisco. That's where we'll hit our next scare zone and that is invasion so i don't know about you but i loved how cheesy invasion was oh um, yeah 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 you know I like all the aliens yeah and that's exactly what it was it was kind of like goofy looking 1950s it's like they were wearing elvis's white suit yeah is what they all looked like they were wearing yeah it was it was a very like it, it take a 50s b movie in terms of aliens, put them out in the streets. Uh, you had the army men out there too, trying to like stop it. But at the same time, they were getting abducted. But I will say, in terms of the scares in this area, there weren't many. It's hard to be scary with big giant aliens yeah. that stick out like a sore thumb. Uh, so don't don't count on this being. And the ca- the team members yell at you to move forward a lot. Yeah. So you can't really take too much time in this area. It's yeah. unfortunate it's one of those walkway areas that you're like, uh. Yeah. It's cool, and I want to stop and like try and get a photo, but then like you're like ah, it's just it's it gets a little crazy. No, it, it does for sure. But I, I think overall, it to put a scare zone in that small area, it's always tight. But I, I think it's entertaining to watch it in there. I feel like maybe there's still a little bit more. I feel like this scare zone may have been a little bit affected by the hurricane. Yeah, and they haven't like fully gotten everything where they need it to be yet. We'll see. We'll see what happens with it. But that leads us into the big one of the night, the first show we're going to talk about, and basically the only show we're going to talk about, and we'll we'll tell you why in a little bit, but that is Bill and Ted's Excellent Halloween Adventure, the mm. farewell tour. And, you know, I'm not going to give any spoilers on this one. I mean, maybe Rhino and I will tell you, like, one of our favorite moments from the show, uh, but the uh, you know, it's you can't watch videos of this out there. They they don't let you film. They don't let you take photos, anything like that. So it's always a surprise going in and seeing it for the first time. And after watching it the second time, I feel like I, I feel like they did Bill and Ted justice with uh, this. Yeah, the show's definitely way better than the one last year. Yeah. I did not like the one last year at all. Um, but this this one, I feel like. It was. It had its typical pop culture moments, and then it had really nice throwback to like the yeah. entire event, like to Bill and Ted itself, yeah. which I really enjoyed. Well, and I, I will say the uh, no, I can't tell you the villain this year. Why? That because that spoils it just way too much. Uh, well, I will say we were talking about the Bill and Ted movies, and I was saying how I enjoy Bogus Adventure, and you're like, I've only seen it once, and blah blah blah. Bogus so, Journey, Bogus Journey. Bogus I'm journey. sorry, Bogus Get Journey, right. and and that's the one I like. Yeah. So like, you should check that one yeah. out if you haven't seen it in quite some time. Yes, definitely. That that's the tip off. Watch Bogus Journey if you haven't watched it before. You need you yeah, need to other, watch that to understand. It won't make sense actually. Yeah. yeah. So no, absolutely. You don't you? You can skip Excellent Adventure, but I would watch that too, so that way you understand what's happening in Bogus time Journey. Traveling, yeah. But uh, yeah, definitely you need you need to watch both of the movies genuinely for this year. I feel like for it to really sink in. And I I know I, I will say the one moment that I was hoping for, they put it in, they nailed it, was the Moana section. Um, oh, yeah, the the lyrics to the song yeah. they sang is pretty, so, pretty great. You know, from, from the year Frozen came out, and they had Fat Elsa and <laughs> Slutty Anna in it, like, that was one of the highlights of that year. Yeah. And then, you know, going over again, and, uh, and 
getting to take that poke at Disney again. And, you know, they take the poke there. They bring back, they bring back an avatar along with it too. They, they get their good pokes in at Disney for sure. I liked the power ranger part. I'm glad that that made it in there. I like the rock, like, you know, there's the power ranger part was just funny. I like how they reference it. I don't know. You, you, it made me it made me chuckle, and yep. I liked there's a there's a fun like reboot commentary on how they reboot franchises, and I thought that was really well done too. Yeah. Like combining it with Get Out. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I forgot so, about that. Yeah, that was good. I oh, know it's it's a very endearing show. Like it's you know I don't know if it's just the emotions of it closing, but I, I feel like they did a good job of tapping into all the right all the right moments to yeah. make you feel like, oh gosh, this, it really is the last year for this. It's got the ever. dancing. Don't worry. Yeah. The no, dancing's there. Still, you know, scantily clad people dancing and stuff, but uh, this is, you got to get out and see Bill and Ted this year. It's, yeah. it's really good. It's definitely a, a highlight of the event for sure. So moving on into, uh, into our next two houses that we'll hit back to back. The first one is hive and, uh, this is basically a you're going through a house that has a ton of bloodthirsty vampires in it that are just you know like you're like they said in the description kind of like 80s vampire movie but remove all the sex and everything you think you know about vampires and just kind of turn it on its head and make it disgusting and that's hive and you know at the end of the day to me while there were some cool moments in this, it just kind of felt like a, a weird vampire Nosferatu house. Yeah, it felt like it was Nosferatu, but he had created a house and he was squatting there with a bunch of vampires. And I'm just like, I'm so over vampires right now. Like, at, at least like, it, it w- there was nothing really like, oh, groundbreaking. Wait, I don't know. I mean, yeah. I know they're a staple of horror and stuff, but it's just kind of like. It didn't really bring us yeah. anything new, you know, but it's not a bad house. It's just kind no. of it's very it's not exciting. Yeah. If that's where for me this it's like I hate putting original concepts at the bottom, but this is another one. This could actually will this, probably end up being be my, my least, least favorite. favorite. Yeah. yeah. It's it it's just re- doesn't really have a real story either, you know, yeah. where like the Bayou one it, I feel like I I don't know, it's exotic. You're going through yeah. like that black magic, you know, and like and and it's like this one is vampires in a house, yeah. and it's dirty. That's actually I, I changed my answer now. This is definitely my least favorite of the houses. It just it really is. It's like the a mixture magic here. It's a mixture between Nosferatu's because there's a lot of Nosferatu's, but then there's also just kind of gross vampires too. So I, I understand the concept they were going for. It just this felt like kind of a throwaway. Like yeah. we want to do something with vampires. We want to reuse a house. That also will kind of look like last year's um, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, mm-hmm. and so this is what we'll kind of mm-hmm. toss together. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, that's kind of what I got from it. But then next door, one of the highlights of the night, uh, the last of the original houses we'll talk about, and that is Scarecrow the Reaping. Yeah, and this is a good one. What was the fun fact about this one, Rhino? Um, no one in this house is under the height of six two. Yeah. So that was I was like, ooh, I'm yeah, five ten, so that's gonna be creepy for me. Um, but I loved this house because you enter through a cornfield. I thought that was really cool. Oh yeah, no, and that's that's something that uh, that I was hearing about from some of my friends, like that that have been back behind and saw kind of the backstage action before even the houses were announced, and they saw the corn that was growing out there and that was planted to make this giant like you know it's, it looks like you're truly on a depression era farm and you walk right in through the barn and it's it, very similar to uh it reminds me of the egyptian one from last year yeah because it's got a lot of the dangly things a lot of the a lot of the uh you know the vines yeah. hanging so, down again and, if you got an earring that's open like mine in my ear be careful yeah but didn't catch me this year I mean, they they did a good job at nailing the decrepitness of this house. It's old. It's run down. It really looks like like the world just crashed down on these people. And then the scarecrows. I, I mean, that's using it like very loosely. Scarecrows. I mean, there was like this weird thing toward the end that I thought was fake. 
and it like pops off the wall at yeah. one point. And I was like, oh, that's cool. I mean, these cool things effect. are like they look like they're almost like Dinosaurs. Texas Chainsaw Massacre oh. kind of too. Like just like pig oh, faces. Oh yeah, the, the faces and, are like ripped and kind of yeah, and, and very very torn, haggard. Lots of lots of like claws, and it's it's incredibly creepy. I mean, I don't even know how to like really properly describe it to to do this justice it's like take all of your horrors and nightmares and think of like zombie scarecrows that are also beasts and that's kind of what you're going to get from scarecrow the reaping what did the crypt keeper host what show was that uh tales from the crypt tales from oh, <laughs> duh, duh. Uh, there was a tales from the crypt episode i saw as a young child about a scarecrow on a farm and so it, it's always made me uneasy since then and so I, I'm like, it's creepy right away for me. Yeah. No, this uh, – like I just again, I, I don't want to keep being repetitive about it, but just the grotesqueness of some of the costumes and and they end in this one room with strobes just oh, going off yeah. left and that right. That was the one where I was like, are where, you kidding me? <laughs> well, and the scarecrow's like pointing you both uh, – like one of two ways and – I just followed the person in front of me. I didn't want to go the other way and not know. Do you think there's two ways out of the house? I, I think there could be. I don't know. I, well, it's going to be the one exit. It's just he's pointing left and right. I'm not sure if that's like, oh, I can go right or I can go left. I'm going to end up at the same place. I just followed the person in front of me. But There's a lot of scarecrows in this room. Though. Exactly. There were a lot of, lot of scarecrows, a lot of strobing. It was a, it was a pretty spooky end to it, but it's, a, it's a definitely a solid house. Like I said, I don't know between Fallen or Scarecrow which my which one's my favorite of the originals, but they both very very good. So we are going to then walk through our next uh, not a scare zone, but a definitely it's our roaming horde section. It's all in Springfield, fitting in with Springfield very nicely. It's all your chainsaw wielding clowns, yeah, and uh, you know, like always, just scares the bejesus out of people. Not much to say about it, but if you don't like clowns, you don't like chainsaws. Don't walk this way. Don't <laughs> walk this way at all. Uh, I'm sorry, you won't be able to get your Dufftoberfest, but send in a friend, which is there now. It. Yes, so it is there now. That'll take us to our next house, wrapping, getting close to the end here, and that's Ash versus Evil Dead, which is based on the Star series Ash versus Evil Dead. And again, this is this actually is one that i will say uh, upon looking back at it i think to fully appreciate this house you do have to watch some of the series yeah if I, not I, all of it i started it after we've done that and um i've seen a lot of stuff that i'm like oh they did this in the house and there is a part of me where i'm like oh i can see where they're going on the show because i know i can i can tell there's stuff in the house but we visited this at the very end of the night like yeah. there was probably 20 minutes left of the night and i think a lot of the characters and stuff it was like people were rotating being yeah. done for the night and so there was even like we went past the uh the cabin at one point and there was no there was nothing happening on it and i was like are we missing something yeah. here so i feel like this one was a little off for me but it was a fun house, and I really do want to go through oh, it again. Yeah, no, it's fun and goofy. And now that you're getting through the series, I think you'll enjoy it a lot more. I mean, it's it, it picks up like right in the action. So the exterior of it, you get to see uh, Ash's car, mm -hmm. uh, his his beautiful beautiful car, and then you walk right into his trailer and Uncle Ben's car from Spider Man. <laughs> it's in every Sam Raimi movie. There you there you go. Little tidbit for y'all if you didn't know that before. Um, but yeah, you you go through it all, so you see a lot of the the characters that are from the show. You know, Kelly's in there and uh, Lucy Lawless. I forget her name on the. I don't. I can't remember either yet. Yeah. She's it's been introduced, and I know who she is, but I'm like, I don't know. I can't remember the character. Yeah, and a lot of the the demons from the show uh, they do pop up in and out of this house. Um, you know, it's, again, it, it really, it takes all of those iconic moments from the show and, and really highlights them in the house. So I, I don't think they could have done a better job translating the show. It's just hard when you're mixing horror and comedy together because it, there is room for scares, but like a lot of these moments just make me laugh. 
with it. Yeah, there was a there was a room specifically we got stuck in, and it was just kind of the same dialogue was going back yeah. and forth. But they're both funny things that we can't say. Yeah, on the show either way. <laughs> so it was just like it made me laugh a little bit, and then the end's like funny too. Oh yeah. No, um, definitely the end is funny. I love that you'll get – if you watch a series, eventually you'll get to the point where uh, the Ash puppet is in there and he's in the maze. Uh, I think it's a missed opportunity that they didn't sell these. I think so too. I would have bought one of these that night. But hey, you you know, you can't have everything. So I – the only complaint I would have about this is just Bruce Campbell is so iconic it's it's one of those times where you're like, well, you have to include Bruce Campbell in the house, but then it's really terrible when you see the people playing him. You're like, like, oh, uh, you don't look like – you don't got the Bruce chin. Yeah. You yeah. you just don't look like him, but at the same time, the house wouldn't be the same without him. Yeah. So it's tough, but I – if you're a fan of the show, you're going to love this house. I, I if mean, you're if not, you've seen the movies, I think you'll still enjoy it too. Yeah. You, you just have to have an idea for tonally what this is. Yeah. It's kind of that over, it's that Sam Raimi tongue in cheek over the top kind of horror, you know? Yeah. It, it's not going to be for everyone though. So I'm not no. going to try to, to say it's for everyone. I was, I was not, confused. I'm hundred percent like, but I, you know, I don't always know what's going on yeah. in the house. I am so sorry. I forgot what happens right after you leave Bill and Ted. I skipped one of the, uh, my favorite houses of the night. Literally, right at the exit of Bill and Ted is oh, the Oh, yeah, entrance. I'm sorry. I've been reading the title of it the whole time, and I was like, I just kept going. Yeah. yeah. I apologize for that. So stop sending me emails about how I read them off in the wrong order. But the horrors of Blumhouse. Yeah, this was definitely a highlight. Yeah, for sure. A- absolutely. So it, it's in the tent right beside Men in Black and Bill and Ted's uh, stage, and it's exactly what they said it was. They take you through Sinister, The Purge, and Insidious. And the mixture was... Definitely interesting for sure. So it starts off right away in Sinister. And I mean, it, it declares it right from the start that you're going into Sinister. It's I mean, written it literally on the wall. looks like the movie poster. Like you're walking yeah. through and it's the blood that spells out Sinister yeah. under the thing, you know? And and I, I did watch Sinister before going to the event. So I was familiar with it in terms of the movie. I was slightly disappointed. Uh, I didn't think it was as good as some of the people that were telling me about it made it up to be. But it's one that I think now doing it, if I would not have watched the movie, I think I still would have understood. Like, I would have got the scares in the house. I don't think you had to watch oh, it. Oh, I understood. Yeah, I've never seen the movie. I watched the watch the trailer for the yeah, movie. You'll get it. Exactly. There's a demon that comes through the video, like through the old video. Like, the 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 tra- the trailer pretty much explains what it is. So just watch that, and you'll pretty you'll see some a lot of the iconic things in the house. You'll be like, oh, I recognize this from the trailer. Yeah, you'll you'll see the you'll see the film projections, and you'll see the boogle boogle boogeyman guy. Um, and there's a couple of him through the house. There's a lot of just random uh, characters from the movie that just kind of pop out. Uh, there's definitely some scares in there, but it's it's do- they. Definitely don't spend too long on it. But speaking of not spending long on something, you move into the next section, The Purge. I was happy this was short. Short and sweet. (laughs) I mean, short is almost an understatement. Like, you literally walk into a living room, and there's a person hanging in there. There's there's some purgers. And then you walk into what I believe is, like, the kitchen dining room, and there's another purger in there. And then you're done. Yeah. (laughs) Which is which is how I prefer it. Otherwise, this would have been like way too much. Yeah, and then the bulk of it is spent on Insidious. Which and, I love these movies. Yes, and um, you can definitely tell in this house where it switches over from the first Insidious into uh, into Chapter Four because you you start to see a lot of the like you see the bride right away in this one, and you see lipstick face demon. I miss the I miss the bride, but I did when I watched my video back. I because I I said to you when we exited, I was like, oh, I'm sad they didn't play the song, and uh, but I heard it when yeah. I when they played it back. I just walked by it really quick. I think I got scared. Yeah, no, they they had tiptoe through the tulips, and then from there, I can't oh. really. I, I can't really explain the rest of the maze once you get past Lipstick Demon because then it is very it's, – it's scenes that I haven't seen yet in a movie. Right. So I watched the trailer for – and this is what I would recommend. Watch the trailer for the newest Insidious movie that comes out in January because I think that will give you kind of – it will like 
let you kind of know yeah. what you're probably looking at a little bit where yeah. you're like, okay, I know. Cause there's a part with a baby and she's just like, oh, I had to do it. You know, yeah. and you're like, Oh, hmm. no, I exactly. No, I, 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 I thought it was still a very good house uh, between I, I thought the scares were good and sinister. The purge was effective with the small portion they used of it, yeah. but then so much insidious. I, I can't, I cannot I get don't enough think insidious. The insidious part was as good as the house they did like, Two years ago, I no, think. No, but that but was, it was all still, insidious. Yeah, and then that, you know, it's, but I still, any time they're going to say they're going to do an insidious house, I am yeah. happy. I'm yep. super happy. So now that we ran back, caught that, we're going to go through our next scare zone, and that is Trick or Treat. And that, of course, is based on the hit film, Trick or Treat. Not a hit. Cult classic. Yeah, I was going to uh, say, <laughs> playing fast and loose for the word yeah. I, You know, it's how Universal sells it. This one, I think they did sell it as cult classic, not a not a hit. But uh, all my fears went away after walking through. I will say that Hurricane Irma did have an impact on a lot of the pumpkins and stuff. There was a lot of broken ones. I think because there was like 400 pumpkins up in the tree. They said lot. all hand carved. And there is a lot. And this scare zone is so beautiful. I yeah. mean, it is. It is gorgeous. You you see all of the characters from the movie too. They they are all out there. I missed a part when we were walking through. So the, you have to make sure you pay attention because there's a lot of subtlety stuff too. Yeah. Like all the doors, um, kind of. There's the guy sitting on the porch with the the kid. Yeah, and the kid just starts like puking. Puking. Yeah, and I missed that completely because I was also running after the Sam trying yeah. to get a photo too. And that's I was also happy to see that there were in fact there was two different versions of Sam. Yeah. Walking around and scaring people, which is awesome. I'm glad that they did have Sam in there. But yeah, they they really they captured all the characters in the movie. This was a great scare zone. I I need to spend more time going through here. It's it's one that you if you like scare zones, this is the one this year to like just sit and kind of take it all in yeah. and really enjoy it. Uh, right outside of the trick or treat scare zone is the show Academy of Villains Afterlife and. This is where our asterisk comes in. Right now, they are doing a 10-minute long show on a stage that they had to build at the last second right outside of Horror Makeup Show because their stage was uh, was impacted by Hurricane Irma. So right now, they're not doing their actual full show. It's yeah. just like this little little highlight i did watch uh I, I watched a little part of it there's there's you know some of the dancing from last year's show in it there's a contortionist mm. in it too which just disgusts me i hate contortionism <laughs> uh and it is temporary they said they hope by this week's this coming weekend's event that it will be up and running i don't know if that's going to happen it might yeah. be another one after that but we will re-review that when the actual full show is up and running. So I hope it happens soon because it's it's such a highlight. I didn't event. see it last year, so I'm ex- I watched the video of it, so I'm yeah. excited to see it this year. Yeah, it's 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 going to be great once it, it's actually here. So we hope that happens soon. That will take us into our final scare zone, which is Festival of the Deadliest, and this is where I think something was really impacted by the hurricane because there was just a whole lot of nothing. In this there, one. There's no floats. There's no. There's. It's just well, there's like not always floats. Okay, but last year there was a couple floats. Yes, and there was, year, but you can't but base th- it on last year. This year it was just kind of like a bunch of characters running around. Yeah, and I was like, oh. maybe that's where the guy with the fl- the feathers was in the bone face. But it, yeah, it just felt like I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I didn't really. I don't. I don't know that I was like this is a scare zone. It was just like oh, there's a bunch of people scaring people in here. It yeah. felt more like a horde. Yeah, it, I would agree with that. It it felt very flat. You know, they they still utilized all the great lighting in there that they always do in Hollywood, and they had some stilt walkers with skeleton faces mm-hmm. and a little bit of feathers, but not not quite as iconic as the one inside the tribute store. But it just something about it, it didn't connect. I didn't feel like there. I didn't feel like. You're hearing this overarching theme of music in there. I didn't feel like there were certain characters that you definitely have to go to. I, I I'll be honest. This was there's just there's something missing here. It was there definitely my be. least favorite of the yeah. evening. Yeah, it's it's it could be my least favorite scare zone in years. Like almost to the point that what is the point of it? There's yeah. more of a point. And this is your this is your flagship one. Is what it's yeah. supposed to be. That's the thing where you're like something's got to be missing. Yeah, it just. It, it was off. It, it, I did not. 
I did not care for it. I didn't think it was scary in any way, shape, or form. But that will lead us to our final house of the night and the final thing we will talk about. And that is, of course, Saw, the games of Jigsaw. And based on all the Saw movies, including the upcoming Saw movie and... I, I will just say, after binge-watching all seven of the movies that are currently available, and I did this over like the course of a week, which my my mind feels numb. Sometimes, Gary, some days having... Gary. Some days having to watch two Saw movies. Three, there was one day I watched three Saw movies in a row. It's hard. I I remember sitting in the movie theater and being like, huh, huh, like, because it's torture porn. It's oh, like, it's, it's just not torture porn. They James Wan and Lee Winnell hate when people call Saw torture porn. I feel like it's it. I don't. It, that's what it became. I, I my thing was I thought the original ones were pretty like interesting like they always had a really good yeah. twist and then the later ones just tried to keep capitalizing on that twist and it got confusing and not really as enjoyable I, I mean, but... at the end of the day the reason i don't think they like it is because it's not even though once you bring in hoffman it is some gratuitous violence but at the end of the day it's these people making their decisions mm-hmm. or making the decisions on behalf of other people to try to learn the lesson from it so it's there's some there's some hope and goodness in it, so that's why it's not just straight up torture porn. But uh, if you're a fan of any of the movies, you, you're gonna love this house. I mean, it it really does. It's a good it's good yeah. house. Yeah, it, you walk in and you 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 hear Hello. the jig. I want to play a game, yeah. and he's got all the TV monitors set up so you can see all the like the games or whatever. And then the creepy little Billy comes in on his on his little tricycle that he yeah toward you, and that's that's always great. And then you kind of walk through and you see different like f- scenes of the movies yeah. as you go. Um, yeah, and they're not always like completely accurate. Like there's uh, there's uh, you know they. There's one with the wires in the bathtub that kills the girl from Sleepy one. Hollow. Is that from a later one? That is from six. Okay, yeah. See, I don't it's remember the six. last. The last. Three from the one. Long. It's from the one that has all five people, and they all start together chained up. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. Um. But then they they have like the one detective who was torn apart with her insides i thought that Uh, part was really cool yeah they they had because the the machine is it's actually like this thing that's like a a a corset on her and it i saw it go back on her so i missed it pulling her apart but i saw it like go back together because the light was off and then the light comes on and she's like grabbing at it watching the tv and and i was like oh that's gonna be cool to see that again yeah i'm not gonna go over every single one i will say craig's tripod did get one of the pig wigs stuck on it and the guy reached out and was grabbing craig and i was like i don't know what to do yeah <laughs> like, it was we we said sorry and all that it was fine um but yeah the the big scares in here come from the people that are wearing the the pig mask and the robe and that's where the majority of the scares when you see the 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 moments from the films the puzzles and stuff you know you'll get the strobe light light up real fast and they'll be screaming and stuff but that's not scary that's you're watching it then it's it's the pig ones that are the ones who are truly mm. like jumping out at you and there's a lot um and they they do the of course the room where it's all these different pigs Ugh. and you have to figure out which one is the one that's gonna scare you get me in those houses like I, that. I love that they had donnie Wahlberg getting his head crushed by ice that was great and uh they did i mean literally it was all in there and they do include um, the big, the big, uh, the big room, the room from the original yep. movie, yeah. Which I, which I enjoyed. That's kind of toward the end too. So you yeah. like get to really soak that in at the end. There. Oh yeah, no, you do. And they had the scene from the new movie, exactly. And I just love in the in the first bathroom that they even included uh, Carrie always severed foot in with there, the saw so, and like yeah. it was the drip. Yeah, they look for that on the floor. But that is that is it for the houses. So I, as I said, I, I can't rank them right now. I can just say. My favorite house for sure was The Shining. Mm-hmm. Uh, my least favorite was The Hive. And my favorite scare zone was Trick or Treat. Yeah, I, I I actually think my list is the same. Yeah. I don't I didn't like The Hive. Um The Shining's great. If you're somebody who's like that is your thing and you're looking to go into The Shining, like like Craig said, it wasn't just like uh they made it way too scary it was, it was true to the yep. movie so it's good like you'll be happy i think yep. so. and by the end of the event we'll have a full ranking and all that stuff and yeah we'll go over it more 
uh, as much as we choose to because we enjoy it. It's fun. It's the best time of year. And I think it's the most while, scariest <laughs> time. While the theme, again, I don't think it's strong this year. I think it's very, very weak all around. I think the event still has a lot of hits. Um, you know, I, I think some of the bigger diehard fans of HHN might be a little disappointed this year, but I think there's a lot of good. And if this is if this is your first year, you're in for a treat. If you're returning, I think there's still a lot of good in here. Um, it's it, I had fun, and I will continue to have fun every night that I go. So definitely, definitely go. That's all I have to say about that. And that's going to wrap it up for this show. So, of course, down in the comments below, tell us what your favorite things are about this year's Halloween Horror Nights or what you most are looking forward to with this year's Halloween Horror Nights or just any other random comments that you have for it. And I look forward to reading all of those. So thank you so much, Rhino, for going with me, having Mm. this conversation. It was good. It was fun. Yeah, it was. And thank you out there to everyone who listened and watched to this. We really hope you enjoyed it. Uh, Head over to disunplugged.com for any more information that you might need on this show or any of the other shows on the Disunplugged podcast network. Make sure if you're watching this on YouTube that you're subscribed to us, hitting that thumbs up button, and of course sharing it if you really enjoyed it. We want you to share it with whoever you can. If you're listening to this on iTunes, make sure you're also subscribed to us and you are rating and reviewing us because we do watch it we read it we see it all so please do that and uh yeah again just thank you so much we really we really enjoy that you guys enjoy this and that's why we will keep doing it so thank you thank you thank you that's going to do it for this episode but we will be back with you again next week for another episode of the Diz Unplugged universal edition but until then remember no resolution